Hey, wonderfuls, welcome to this special encore performance of the episode I did many years ago with the great Alison Brie. Can't you tell we're doing a little bit of a community uh, reunion here with uh, Gillian and then Allison. This is one of my favorite episodes. It's so funny and there's some great stories in here. This is definitely one of those episodes that very early on I was like, yes, this is exactly what I want this podcast to be 100%. So thanks again to Allison for doing it low these many years ago. It's been amazing to see all of the fantastic stuff that she has done since and continues to do. And I hope everyone is doing well. Of course, I am up at SF Sketchfest. If you are listening to this on the day it released, then you are listening to it on opening night with Eric Idol's show that I happen to get to be in, which is so exciting and cool. Um, and then, of course, we have an amazing weekend after weekend after weekend and shows sandwiched all through the week of amazing comedy. So please check out sfsketchfest.com. Come see a show. Come say hi. And until then, I will talk to you soon. if I have had anybody I, I'm trying to think if there's if there's another television show that I have had two stars of I don't think I have so this is like we're making history right we're making <laughs> I, it, we're certainly making a small sliver of JV club history I think everyone's gonna take notice I think this is gonna be a huge rift let me ask you this elsewhere. is it possible that Dan Rather will come out of retirement to do a new story. I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. On this. I could feel it happening. If there's in one the thing that could have coaxed him out. Yeah. In the potosphere. Is the is that a thing? It yes. probably is. It, but do they say yes. potosphere? Everyone says it. It's sweeping the nation. <laughs> is that like this? That, that's similar to the potosphere, which is the president of the United States <laughs> it's, podcast it's network. as important. Yes. If not more so. Exactly. I think it's our I think our listeners know what's important, <laughs> um, guys. You, there's no surprise here because you have downloaded the podcast that has this person's name in the title this episode. So it shan't surprise you to hear that I'm here with Allison Bree. I wish I could take a mask off right now <laughs> An audio and do mask. a reveal just for you. Like, <laughs> wait a <It's> minute! <laughs> I wish so too. I like the idea of an audio mask reveal where I've had your voice digitally like, like altered to protect your identity and yeah then, and i'm like hey guys it's allison it's i was me. digitally altering her voice for her protection i <laughs> guess when before i do the an impression of myself it's super high <laughs> like i'd be like this is my fake voice <laughs> this is me do that too i think if i quote myself back like, whatever hey voice i give myself i don't know that, that i'm that consistent but i think i feel like i've quoted like you know what i think i, I quote myself as i think i quote lower and boring really you're like i wonder then i was like i don't know where yes! we go i think that is what i do <laughs> listeners if you can verify that tell i think i saw i think i frequently quote myself back like and then i was like i don't know i guess i i don't know i guess i might do whatever be. you want that's kind of weird i go higher i think because you make yourself- i think because i when i play annie i do my voice so much higher and, yeah, the, and my yeah. mom's voice is higher or like so my sta- my standard impressions of my mom are like 
well, honey, I, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I don't know why she sounds like she's from Wisconsin either, because she's not. It's but. A, but I think that's a, that's become <laughs> that's sort a of a classic mom. mom voice. It is. All of our moms are from up I'm here. Like, and know. I guess that implies, yeah, it implies that they're not hip. It just implies <laughs> no matter where your mom's from, we're using a universal language to say she is not a hipster. Yeah. I don't normally put that much Wisconsin in it, but I always will hire. <laughs> I put in a accurate. lot. It's pretty accurate. Her just being like, well, I mean... I can't remember which pill I took yesterday, oh, no. so I might have crashed the car on my way oh, to work. no. <laughs> That's interesting. My mom, I'm trying to think, when I do my mom's voice, I love my mom. I don't talk about her that much on the podcast. I talk about my dad, I guess because I spent more time with my dad growing up. Mm-hmm. But my mom is adorable, and she is only getting kookier as she gets older, which is Same. kind of what we all can expect. I certainly have gotten more kooky just in the past few years. I so. think so. I hope it continues to. Yeah. I like I, that. I, I, you know what? Kooky equals to me like keeping hold of like being childlike in some way and being like whimsical and having a sense yeah. of humor and and kind of staying true to who you are. I love looking at like being out and about and seeing like an older woman like oh, like in her 70s who's dressed in some fabulous outfit. Yes. And I'm like, oh, I hope I do that. Yes, me As too. As I'm older, just like, you know what? Today is a red day. Yes. And just like all red i completely agree i can well yeah well now we're talking about that's like a whole club of women right that wear the (laughs) purple and i still see those ladies sometimes uh no i don't know about them it's um i think it's based on when i'm an old woman i will wear purple it's some it might be oprah related honestly but it has something to do with like (laughs) it wasn't about oprah it was about just purple i feel like yeah purple's not my color it has something to do with i think they're called the red hat ladies and it has something to do with uh, a novel or a poem that was written and it's this idea of sort of taking pride in your age and and taking back your age because america is such an you know youthist an ageist culture and a youth-centric culture and and i think these so you'll see these groups of ladies i i may have seen the last gaggle of these such ladies i may have seen was at the hollywood bowl when i saw dolly parton yes last summer (laughs) and i think i saw like 10 ladies who all wear purple and they wear a red hat together Right, well, guys? It's not they wear red and wear a purple hat. I think it's they wear purple and then a red hat because it's out of the poem. color combination, I have to say. Yeah. But, I mean, I appreciate the gesture, but I don't know. If what, would our, purple... what would our colors be? Like, when we are old women, our group of will be based on what we think is most flattering for each one of us. And I'm sure we can find some colors that we both agree yeah. on. Do you like wearing well, green? I love green. Green is my favorite color. That's... I'm I wearing know. a green shirt. You are, and it looks Guys, I, again, I wish I could pull off the I'm mask really around my not. shirt and reveal. <laughs> what? It's you so thought my shirt green. was pink, but it's green. <laughs> um, I, green. That's good. With yellow hats. Green with like a yellow lemon, hat? Lemon lime. I kind of like that. The lemon lime ladies. The Sprite ladies. <laughs> the, Look, when I, as I get older. Sprightly, sprightly. Sprightly the Sprite ladies. Sprightly ladies. We're we going to get Sprite sponsored ladies. by Sprite. <laughs> and then we already everything paid com- for by Sprite. We brought commerce and, and, and Just, capitalism into our, our enjoyment of being wear, older. Like matching Nikes that are sponsored by Sprite wonderful. that have this Nike swoosh, and, but it says Sprite. Yes. In the shape of the swoosh. We have now two giant sponsors. This is really good. There's a good chance we're going to play table tennis and we'll have some yeah. sort of uniform yeah. that, that yeah. combines all of these things as well one piece like sprightlies you know when they is this a thing maybe it was like when you were a baby that you would wear an outfit that was made out of like washcloth material (laughs) dairy cloth (laughs) 
Okay, what I immediately what I'm thinking immediately is number one, yes, it is washcloth <laughs> material. Number two, I think that's what a lot wow. of like I have in I'm I flashed immediately to this the bottom drawer of my dresser where I keep kind of like t-shirts to sleep in and like this and that but i also have folded up in there a terry cloth kind of jumper that would only be appropriate on a little girl but i do wear it sometimes i love it's like a white jumper with like a thin navy stripe and it is made of washcloth material (laughs) if i needed to just call it terry cloth what an (laughs) idiot i believe there's a thing like this you may not know about myself and i'm pretty insightful about uh clothing materials have you heard of washcloths? Now they're making them larger. You can form them into clothes. I'm I'm revolutionizing the Do clothing they have industry. Something now. I've all, now listen. I don't want to talk out of school, but I have always noticed that sheep are very soft and fuzzy. Has anyone ever made anything out of a sheep? To just uh, make it into thread and then not, sew things. Yes, together, like make full outfits. I mean, out of I don't it. know. Am I being crazy here? I think that sounds like a good idea. It's just something to think I about. Just, <laughs> It's just something to think about. My point is, I think that in our sprite group, we should wear terry cloth, like, like one piece pant suits. Agreed, a hundred percent. I love a like pantsuit. I'm wearing a jumpsuit right now. I like it. Not only am I wearing green, oh, but I'm, I'm wearing not. a jumpsuit. Except for the part where, when you're in a public bathroom and you have to like Take, kind of get, get all the way naked. undressed. Oh my god, I have an amazing story from my childhood about Bring this it. problem. I love this segue right now. Do you like this segue? I love it. This is one of my favorite stories because it was epic in my life. I used to take gymnastics when I was a little girl. And we're talking like, I mean, I was probably like six or seven. I was pretty young. Gymnastics, like the full thing. Matt and the beam and the bars and the horse. I always wanted to be able to do that stuff. I never did anything like that. So, yeah, I did it. So I did it. I mean, and that's such a great good. age to do it because you're so flexible. Little kids and, and you're are like fearless. So you're yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to jump over the thing. Whereas like now if you went to do it, I actually tried to do gymnastics in my adult life like four years ago because I knew a girl and it was fun, but it was terrifying. Sure. Everything she tried to get us to do, I was like, man, I don't... I don't know. Isn't there like a step before doing it the way you just did it? She's like, now we're just doing handstands across the floor. I was like, oh. well, I don't know. You just imagine your bones <laughs> snapping in a way that you're right. You don't as a child. As a kid, I'm so like, glad I'm that you song. got the opportunity to do that. Please continue. Well, well, it went south pretty fast when mm. one day I, <laughs> it was like the day that we were transitioning from the low beam to the high beam. It was a big day. And I really had to go to the bathroom and we're all wearing leotards, which are like the, you know, yeah. the onesies that we wear today. Yes. They're the onesies of gymnastics, the original are. onesies. Yes, they are. So I go to the bathroom and the bathroom, they only have these like industrial, very like grown up bathrooms at this place. And the door for a small child, the <laughs> door was so grown up bathrooms. I love it seemed so adult. Like it was a one room bathroom. The door was so far from the toilet. I could so I go in. I had to pee so bad. I couldn't figure out how to lock the door. And it's not like you could keep your hand on the stall door. You know, it was just this big adult bathroom. <laughs> I clo- so I close the door. I'm freaking out. And I would go, I like, would creep over to the toilet. And, you know, when you have to, there's two ways to pee in a leotard. You either have to take it all the way off yeah. or you can do the pull to the yeah, side. Which is a little bit of a risk. It's tricky when you're that age. Yeah. I've mastered it now. Well, So wonderful. my leotard peeing is... A dream, fantastic! But, and I wear and I wear leotards and constantly. Now, and now I feel I must wear <laughs> so, leotards all the time to now, pay now tribute to my skill. 
Uh, but at the time, I didn't know, so I kept standing there to like would get like almost all the way naked, and then I hear a noise in the hall, and I pull my leotard oh, back on. No. I couldn't do it. I couldn't pee. I was so terrified someone was going to walk oh, in. Oh no! So I go back out, and they're like, "Allison, you're up next on the beam." I get on the balance beam. You see where this is going? I get on the balance beam. I get halfway. I'm dead center on the balance beam. And this is like a big gym. All the ki- kids' parents are there watching. I I, I'm, I have to stop. Like, you know, when you have to pee so bad and you can't even move. And then I just go. I just pee oh, right in the middle no. of the high balance beam. <laughs> and just no. down my leg, onto the beam, onto the mat. Kids oh, are screaming. The teacher was like, my dad's there. He comes running up to the teacher like, what's happening? The teacher goes to my dad. I don't know what's going on. She just peed. Oh, so no. then they grab me and they're like, my dad's like, Allison, is that true? They and I'm like, and I'm like, yeah. So then. Wait, you acted shocked by the whole thing too? Like, I don't know how this has happened. Yeah. Oh, no. So then my dad took me to the doctor to what? get me to, <laughs> to go and get tests done to see if I had like urinary problems. Like I couldn't control my pee and like, my heart is breaking for you i almost can't laugh i couldn't because... say anything i was so i felt so bad and then we got to it was like we went straight from there i feel like even to like urgent care they're trying to get these tests oh done and i couldn't pee because i had just gone oh my and my dad God. comes in the bathroom and he turns the water on and he turns around like his back is towards me and he's just like well now the water's running are you going and i was like no i can't go and he was like what do you mean you can't go 20 minutes ago, you were peeing all over the place. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. Oh. And then I finally peed, and they were just detested. They were like, yeah, nothing's wrong with her. We don't know. <laughs> I could have told you and, that. And, and, and 20 years later, I was like, oh, yeah, remember that time, Dad, that, that oh. happened? Oh, did you really? Do you finally say, like, yeah, by the way? Years later. Yeah. I was like, it was so embarrassing. You, and I'm sure kid, I'm can't. sure he was like, oh, Al, like, Allie, you didn't have to go <laughs> through all of that. <laughs> he has those hospital bills were expensive. Yeah, I like, mean, this is a... He spent the day there. It was so oh, unnecessary. No. So I never did gymnastics again. I love that you carried it through to going to the emergency <laughs> room. It was so, it's it so was interesting so because embarrassing. it's, I mean, but, and that, but that's, what's interesting and weird about it is that it feels like the, 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 the most embarrassing part ended. Like the most embarrassing part had already happened. You had peed in front of everyone. Everyone knew. And that was over. And the I rest of it would just be between out. you and your dad, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. it's so interesting that like you tried to retain some dignity, even in just with your of, father. With my dad. I could, it's true. It was like, cause you know why I think. And and he probably was, I think he was just worried about me, but as a kid, it translates like anger. And yeah. I think I didn't want to get in trouble. Yeah. So it was like, I must be oh sick. I don't know. Like my body's doing things. They're out of my control. Yeah. yeah. Like I didn't know how to just explain. Just leave yourself, literally, relieve yourself <laughs> of all responsibility. It, nothing, it was never going to be your fault if it was medical. No, it was exactly. It was like there was nothing I could do. Did that scare you off of doing gymnastics afterwards? Oh yeah. I never went back. I never went went back. back. And I wasn't too bad at it. I think we just wrote a Kristen Wiig movie. I think you. I think. I mean, it doesn't have to be her. It could be you. I'm not saying it couldn't be you. 
Uh, I think I was just describing a movie that could have already have been made. <laughs> they may have already Kristen. made it with her. Uh, that That's is that she goes back. back to get over. It's going to be. It's something to do with like you know. Here's here here. Let's make it right now. It's like you're about to get married. We know that's important in <laughs> movies right now, yes, you're as right. you can attest from yes. a recent smash hit that you were in. Uh, <laughs> just smash it. <laughs> just just I'm just going to brown nose you through this entire podcast. Uh, you uh, you're about you're just about married. to get married, and I, you realize and that you have, and you have cold feet. <laughs> yes, and you can't. And re- I go to the psychiatrist. We're yes. trying to figure it out. Finally, I go to a hypnotist. Yes, and we realize you that the root of all of it. You regress on camera. Is, you regress to that little girl, and we realize that I have to go back to gymnastics and conquer yes. the high beam. Yes. It's possible but, you end up then, not marrying that guy because you realize you don't really love him. Probably not because I'm going to fall in love with the instructor at the YMCA. Who's a woman. Yes. It's getting, <laughs> now it's getting, suddenly it's maybe more like Little Miss Sunshine meets Sunshine Cleaner. <laughs> like there's going to be more indie. indie. It got <laughs> it more got quirky indie. indie. In. Which I like. I appreciate yeah. it. Now now I'm back to starring in it instead yes. of Kristen you, Wiig. Now you've been given carte blanche <laughs> to turn it into small a train. surprise indie darling. That's what it's going to be. I'm going to go write this. This sounds a lot of this. Listen, a lot of great ideas have been born on this podcast. Not the least of which is this one. What would what would we call it? Um, Um, Gym. Okay, gymnastics. Balance. You're older. Something about balance. The balancing act. Ooh, (laughs) I love it. You know what? It's because you you think that maybe your fear is that you're not going to be able to balance everything in your life because you're a super achiever. Full, exactly. You're a super achiever now, and so you're type A because you're constantly trying to like fix that one mistake. Yes. yes. So you're too you're too busy, and and you're like, I have cold feet because I'm so overcommitted. I don't want to let our relationship down. I'm just trying to balance everything. Yes. But it really turns out to be literally to do with the balance. Yes. We joke about this, but this is something that will <laughs> could be made. People are going to listen could to this actually, this. and we're going to be like, oh, someone's yeah. going to steal this idea. No one's going to steal this idea because you and right I now. are taking this idea. Yeah. This is the copyright this is the because proof. as soon as it comes out, this is good. This is fantastic, you guys. There is a very good chance that Nike and Sprite will jump on board straight Obviously. away. Sponsors. And I think we could even bring in, it could be like, oh, I sense, now we're getting back into the... Um, this sort and of big blockbuster, budget. but okay. I sense a kooky grandma character. Yes, she remembers it who all. Who remembers it all, who's sort of like your sounding board, mm. and she's one of these sprightly ladies who mm. walks around wearing the green outfit with a yellow hat oh, all the time. Perfect. It's so good. Yeah, well, she brings me, she goes, well, you can come to my Y, because that's where they do their, that's you know, they water do her. sports. She does her water sports. She pro- yeah, Thursday. it's like water sports slash, like, water dancing. What is that? Yeah. What, why am I, uh, it's not like water synchronized dancing. Spin synchronized spin swimming. Thank you. <laughs> Synchronized spinsing, you know. Well, she's a spinster. She's a, <laughs> this is the spin-off movie of <laughs> the Balancing Act. The Balancing Act starring Jennifer Aniston. Ooh, this and is Adam gold. Sandler. Except for that part, maybe that's that. We that could recast. doom it. Um, I was now. I'm definitely back to you. You're in it. You're in it from beginning to end. And I and I hope I didn't hurt your feelings by suggesting Kristen well, Wiig. No, you, you know you you've got what it takes. I don't mind Kristen Wiig playing the lead and me playing the girl that she falls in love with at the gym. What if I'm her oh, little coach? Oh, I like this. Who is she? And also, I, I guess in my mind, I was imagining her competing against someone, but then she would be competing against other adult women 
who all have this problem i don't know wait maybe that it's like school of rock how like then the her kids the support group of kids she makes friends with the kids at the gym oh i like the idea of her being the only adult who takes the classes and all the little kids get on board sweet it is super sweet i love this i love Kristen wig in this part Who's the guy? I'm Come still, on. I'm She's still not applauding the girl. We know. All right, no, you're right. You're right. There's no way. The as much guy, as I would like to see that happen. I mean, I'll listen. I will. I'll take a Paul Rudd any day of the week. <gasps> Agreed. And because then be we get so the funny, good. kooky, and like and I sarcastic. Like working at the Y. I kind of do too. Being a, and being, being great with kids. Yeah, and being good with kids. You put a whistle around that guy's neck. We're home free. <laughs> Gold. Oh, this is really something. This just became really sweet. I'd love also for there to be an opportunity for. Uh, the daughter, the granddaughter, to repay the favor with grandma, and somehow she hooks her her she up with, with their, there's some their sort group. of person in her world or someone that she meets at the Y yeah. that she connects her grandma with. Who's going to be the jilted fiance? Mm, good question. Um, I mean, we know a lot of like. I mean, I'd love to throw a Joel McHale in there. We could just Ooh. throw right. Yeah, he's he could be. Bad. Yeah, poor Joel. He could be, he's but he. It. Well, you know, he's going to end up with somebody else who's like more. He is more his because they're both these him. type A. It's a, it's sort it's of the true. Jerry Maguire thing where like, but he's not. But he's more like Joel Kelly have, Preston character where he's like he's still really aggressive. Yeah, and, but but we don't want to make him a total asshole because we don't want to tip people off that she's definitely not going to end up. That's with him. true. Like, you still want to kind of like he's Joel. a go getter. Yeah, well, and it's Joel, so you always like Joel. Exactly. That's why we cast him. <laughs> It is I hope he accepts our offer. I'm not sure what the budget is uh, yeah, yet. I don't know. I don't the know. The Nike thing might kick it up to his level. It's true. Because he's a very busy guy, so we <laughs> got to make it worth his yes. while. Guys, I, I could talk about this movie pitch for the rest <laughs> of the podcast. We're 20 minutes in. I We don't even, we haven't even established uh, where you grew up, although I do know it to be this area, right? You're from Nearby. South Pass, I think. I am, yes. South Pasadena, yeah. Um, um, so I grew up there. <laughs> Do you have siblings? I don't know if you have siblings. I do. I have an older sister. Okay. I have an older sister. How much older is she? Uh, just under two years older. So we're very close. Yeah. In were age you? and in life. Yeah. We are. You know what? We're does so Does she still close. live here? She does. She lives in the Valley. Can I ask you more questions and I'll give you the chance to answer the previous ones? <laughs> yes. Great. <laughs> that one worked out actually. <laughs> it did. All right. She's two. Okay. So she's a little she's under two under years. She's two years older. She lives in the Valley. She lives in the Valley. And you were close when you were teenagers. That's a question I didn't let you well, answer. sort of. We we're never enemies. I feel yeah. like when we were little, little kids, we would fight a lot. Like I remember notable fights like her throwing a Barbie at my head. Oh. Like, but we were too old to be playing with Barbie. So it wasn't <laughs> like we were like three and five. Yeah. We were a little older than that. Um, having fights because she was very rebellious and I was not at all. I was like, super like daddy's girl and like and mommy's girl and like just did yeah. just did all my homework always i was like the good so even did when, you do that in reaction to her behavior do you think or was it just one of those like some you have two kids and people say your two kids couldn't be more different? Be different uh probably a little bit of both i think um especially when we were in middle school and then high school she would get in so much trouble for like ditching school or, you know, sneaking out to a party with her friends. And mm-hmm. I would just see her get in so much trouble. So, yeah, I think that I would be like, oh, I don't want that to happen. And even then, once I was in high school, like by senior year, if I would ditch school or I, I guess I never sneaked out. But if if I would ditch school, um, I just would do it the right way and not right. get caught. <laughs> 
Right. And also, <laughs> I and just learned how to, yeah. I, could, I could, well, I just learned how to manage it so I could still get A's and then also ditch school. Like, I, it wasn't like one or the other. I was kind of same, figured it out. I feel, I feel like even sometimes I would tell my parents, I'd be like, you know, because I turned 18 my senior year of high school. And I guess for some reason that I, you know, because I was legally an adult, I could write my own notes. Are you serious? School. <laughs> and so that's a boom. Sometimes I would just tell my mom, I'd be like, you know, oh, and we switched on to block scheduling. Do you know what that is? Where you just have three classes oh, yeah. a day uh, and we each had class that. is like an hour and a yeah, half Yeah, we long. had that like, I think we had that Tuesdays and Thursdays. Like we had oh. six periods on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then we oh, had block schedule weird. Tuesday, Thursday. It was actually kind of cool. Yeah. Memory well, we serves. had block scheduling. We, I think we just switched my senior year and then we had it every day. So it was like odd classes. Why did Tuesday, they do Thursday, that? Even classes. I guess the idea was that you'll get more out of being in one class for an hour and a half. You kind of get to delve more into stuff and do it like that. But for me, it just, it just made it easier to ditch. Cause I was like, Oh, if I skip my first class, I don't even have to be to school till that's 10, like an hour like and a half. Yeah. I remember thinking like, that too. Like, Oh, that's an endless hour and a half of biology also, or whatever. I wasn't excited. The procrastination because I was, I've, I've always been, I'm a terrible procrastinator. Me too. And that it made it so much worse too because you'd get out of your class and instead of I feel like my you know freshman year sophomore year I would like go right home from school and do all my homework right away for the next day and then senior year it was just kind of like I guess also you're a senior but I felt like you were like, well, this homework isn't due for a couple days, so I'll just yep. wait until tomorrow night. I think I'm already second. sensing a lot of parallels between the two of us. <laughs> I think we are, and I, you can tell me, I'm going to project this and then you can tell me if I'm completely wrong. Shoot. But, it, but everything you're saying makes me feel, and the listeners already know this about me, but that the idea of like being a people pleaser who still wants to get away with stuff and yeah. finding a way to make people think that you would like, I think people thought she's a really good student. Like she, like they oh, didn't yeah. think I was a procrastinator. Same. But I absolutely was oh, like, same. I would anything. I mean, I would definitely be like watching reruns of Scooby-Doo or whatever when I should have been. <laughs> and then at the very last minute, I would just churn something out. Oh, absolutely. If in, I, you know, whatever in, I could get away with in college, I would without fail, write All of my papers. And I went to CalArts um, is a great school um, for your metier, but like for your general ed classes, it's kind of, it's a little bit of a joke. Yeah. And uh, so we, uh, the longest paper, you'd have to write maybe three to five page papers. This is college. Oh, and that was like the longest paper duck. that you would write. But without fail, every time we had the big like midterm paper due, <clears throat> I would write it the morning of always. Yeah. I would just go to the library, knock it out in a, few hours and then and then go turn it straight in yeah like late i'd skip the class write it and then turn it in at the end and be i like, totally get it but it's true at the same senior year of high school um I, I had to switch i had been in honors english until junior year when i had like a he's a really good teacher and i think just was finally like you're not doing the work like what someone are you doing honors you on english? it and i was like mm. What do you mean? Look at how so, big and beautiful my eyes are. But I can and how talk smiley so much. I am. And I, yeah. So he was like, I think you should transfer into just regular English. And I was like, that's fine with me. Cause uh, you know, I don't know. I didn't really, I just didn't really care. And, and I remember loving being in regular English because I didn't read oh, no. anything. I sound so awful. I was the worst student, but I, but I would get A's yeah. because I would read like the first 
five pages of the chapter that we we were supposed to read the system and then i would come and be the person in class that was talking the most i would lead the class discussion on little actress because i would find some little thing i'd be like you know i found a really it's a really interesting state uh statement about feminism uh that she's in this outfit the whole time i mean what the fact that they chose to put her in that and then it was just a discussion about feminism i love it i need to amend this (laughs) I will say this. You did I was a nerd about English because I loved reading. So I was I a super I, nerd about English, but everything, every other subject that I could get away with, like the minimum, I would, I would get, I would do the minimum. But I, but I really loved reading. I did love all my English classes. I guess I, but I still wrote papers late. There's no question about that. I think, but I love the material. Like what I guess yeah. bothered me is I loved reading the books, but I resented having to do homework about them. I was right. like, I read These it and I loved it. Isn't that enough? That I want to answer about exactly. It. It's true. I feel like only in senior year did I was I finally did I finally really stop reading. I did love reading the stuff up until then. In my defense, I'm not like a yeah. total sustained. Asshole. I don't know why I just made myself a judge. <laughs> like, Your Honor, but I feel like I also. I guess I was just so obsessed with drama and reading tons of plays yeah. and doing all of my drama work that that was the kind of the only thing I cared about. And I would do my other homework. I I didn't want to not get A's, but. Um, but I wasn't a perfect student either. There were, I was terrible at science. I always, I never did well in my science What about math? That's weird. a number one. I did great at math. You did. Isn't that weird? But then I stopped taking it senior year because once I got into CalArts, I was like, I don't need to do math. And yeah. now I'm terrible at math. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. And it's the worst thing. It's so embarrassing. Like I, like when I, like if I'm at a restaurant and, and you're paying, you're adding your tip and stuff. And I'm like counting on my fingers numbers it's the it's so embarrassing and it's, i used to be really good at math it's just I am like, impressed use it or yeah. lose it use it or lose it i'm impressed that you just were good that. at it i think what no, well no i'm just <laughs> impressed that you were good at math i mean first of all i don't want to uh perpetuate any sort of myth that girls are bad at math and boys are good at math or anything like that or that artistic people can't be good at math i always wanted to be I, I liked the idea of being good at math. I just couldn't understand. I've probably said this on the podcast before, but I, I couldn't understand how I, it feels like, well, if you, if, if there's only one right answer, I shouldn't, I should have to stop at a certain point and have no answer. If Wait. there's only one right one, uh-huh. I don't want to calculate through and get an answer and then have it be wrong. Like, but no, right. I, I, but no, but the answer is five. My answer is five. <laughs> Janet, that's not right. That's not the right answer. But I got there. I got to that you number. Made, but you made, How that? Up, you made something up along the way. But I did. I you did a calculation. <laughs> but I did a calculation. I wanted to be like a machine that breaks where if you come down, it's all, like, you know what yeah, I wanted see, to be it like? It did break. You just didn't notice. I just didn't know. But that's what made me crazy is I thought, well, You're but like, I did work and obvious. I got an answer. Yeah. You know, and so I don't understand. Almost like if you're doing a crossword puzzle or something where like you get to a certain point and if you're wrong, then you'll like, oh, know. This doesn't match up. And, yeah. and you have time to go back and figure out what it was before you have to you know what i mean yes so i think that's what made me crazy about math because then you don't have to go through that the embarrassment of turning it in and having them be like yeah not five yeah and getting like a grade (laughs) where the asshole math teacher (laughs) janet you thought it was five (laughs) and the comment and the comment version of that like as you get your test back where it's like (laughs) how did you get this exclamation mark question mark exclamation mark thanks uh thanks a lot thanks for making me feel more like garbage than i already did from getting that c i i don't know i liked math i 
I don't know why. I don't know why I was good at math. I kind of liked science. See, and I kind of liked science. I liked <clears throat> the idea behind the science stuff. I think I was yeah. interested. I also had a huge crush on my science teacher. See, and I that think helps. that happened for me. I, I don't know if I had a crush. Again, my senior year, or two, it was like, because we ours was backwards. I feel like we went... In science, you started with physics, and then you did chemistry, what? and then you did biology. Wait a minute. So physics, I was like, the well, I'll one. never understand this ever. Wait, I think I, I got a D. It's like the only D I've ever gotten. do gotten. that? I don't know. I have no idea. And our physics teacher was so cold. He was just like a robot man. And he, everyone was terrified of him. Terrified. Oh, so that that's class That's a terrible class. You, oh. you need like a dynamic, interesting, oh. funny teacher for the sciences, yeah. I think, to like really make it. And, and I guess I didn't, I was so frustrated because I was good at math and physics is yeah. mostly math. It is. I, I never even like, took physics, by I the way. Get, if I'm, if I get this stuff, why don't I get yeah. fucking vectors yeah. and shit? That is, yeah, this is the part where the cat puts her paw <laughs> delicately on Allison's like, arm it's okay. and taps I at it. vectors yeah. too. I just want you to know I'm here and I'm available for petting. <laughs> Very available to be petted. Very available. But biology I loved, and I loved my teacher, Mr. Ring. I don't know if I had, like, a real, like, crush on him. Like, I wouldn't, like, fantasize about him, but I loved him because he was yeah. so nice. And he, I would even be like, I feel like I went into that class even being like, look, I've always been mad at science. I'm not going to understand this. And he was like that teacher from a movie that was I like, will. you're going to understand it. Yes. We're going to get through this. Come on. Love it. And I was so sassy at that point in classes. I was very... I just talked a lot. If I got in trouble for anything in class, it would be talking. And did you talk? But you mean speak out versus speaking to other people, or both? Both. Yeah. No, I think I guess more speak out. I like, like to be crack like, wise for sure. Yeah, I don't know why I was super sassy, and he just kind of didn't. I think he found it a little bit charming, and then also so he wouldn't take my shit. Rather than me getting in trouble, he'd be like. Allison, that doesn't make any sense what you're saying. Don't talk about it. Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? He would kind of call me yeah. on it rather than just being like, Allison, you could not yeah. speak in this class. Yeah. I don't know. No, I, but that's, more, but that's more of a, it's like, it's like a step between treating you like a, a peer and, and treating yeah. you like a teacher student. There's a sort of a middle, a nice, like sweet spot of yeah. like, yeah, like I'm still in charge, but I respect you enough to sort of like say like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. He was I like great. that. I think actually that's a lot. Uh, that's a lot. How Mr. Matz was my my teacher, my teacher Mr. Matz. Yeah, yeah. It was a terrible crush. And then I know I've I've already said this. I've, I apologize again with the podcast. You forget like oh have I told the story before? But I definitely <laughs> have told this the, the story of me seeing him and recently like <gasps> within the last five years and going yep totally still have it really same crush. But you didn't act on it because he's, he's married. married and has kids. Mm. And I'm sure my dad would have been real uncomfortable because my dad taught at the high school that I went to. Oh, wow. But I did, I did acknowledge to my dad that I had a crush on him. Like I felt Years like, later, I'm, in, yeah, I'm, I'm over 30 or <laughs> I maybe I was 30 you know. or whatever. I can tell my father that I have a huge crush on this teacher. And I think yeah. my dad was like, he was pretty, my dad's very cool anyway. I think he was like, I get it. Hank's great. <laughs> he was like, fair and enough. And he's not at my dad's age. Like the Hank is, Mr. Matz, I can't call him Hank. I'm, I can't no, even now. Ever. If That's I ever dated a teacher, I'd like- be like, Mr. Matz, thanks for these roses. <laughs> um, but he, I, my, he was way younger than my dad. So I think when, you know, I told my dad, yeah. I think he was like, I could, I can totally I see that. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but yeah, my dad was, was a teacher of mine, which sort of feeds back into the idea of like, how do I ditch class? But somehow seems yeah. still like a good kid. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where it gets weaselly. Um, okay. So your sister, so your sister still lives here and are you, were you, are your parents still together? No, they, my parents were divorced when I was five years old and okay. they just always lived really close to one another. So I, my whole life, I just went back and forth week to week from their If you houses. were an only child, you would, we would have the same life. Because that's the same. My parents lived th- like two and a half, three miles apart from each other. Yeah. And and I would go one week, one week. It was the, the worst part about it really, I feel like was that I never decorated my rooms or like unpacked my stuff. I would carry my stuff in a laundry basket to the other house because oh. I didn't. It was just so did you feel like you never anywhere. felt like you had that space that was to call your own at either house? Well, I don't know because I don't know. That's not actually true because I loved my bedrooms and particularly at my mom's house uh even though both my parents kind of moved around a lot but at my mom's house where she lived for a while when i was in kind of middle school high school i don't know why but i got the big bedroom and my sister got i think my sister chose no this isn't true sounds like she could have been punished into getting yeah i was gonna say i think the thing was my bedroom had a door that went right into the backyard. Okay. So that's way too she was sticky not for her. Yeah. She could have come and go as she pleased. Yeah. But she did anyway, because her, her bedroom was kind of right next to the side door to the house. So it kind of yeah. didn't end up mattering. Yeah. But uh, I don't know how. I don't know how she got punished into that, but she was you pissed. You got the I think. big room. And I had the big room. So I loved my room. And I had like <laughs> a little walk in closet, even. And that's Hello. where I would keep like things that I would collect and play with. What did you collect and play with? No, I have to ask. Lots of things. <laughs> Let's talk about, about this. <laughs> Collect and play with. I, well, are we talking? So, were we talking about like well, figurines, dolls, that kind of stuff? Or are we talking about more obscure, abstract stuff? Well, and what age are we talking about? Well, I collected glass animals from when I was like kind of young, like like young enough to kind of like get a couple of them as presents. And then I would go to the mall. It was like a special treat that I could get one. And I would try to find matching ones to make clear glass or little porcelain ones. Both. Because if you take a look around my house, I've never made more visual references on any podcast episode than this one. (laughs) It is covered with tiny little toys and figurines. And I'll take you to my bedroom I'll take you to my bedroom uh, after this. I still have some of those little figurines. So. so I had this glass dish that was kind of like, you know, big size kind of glass platter. Mm-hmm. And I would keep everybody on the platter. Your and glass menagerie. Would, Let's say the words. It is. It was my Let's say the words. You didn't know the menagerie. play at that time. You must have freaked out whenever you when first I read, read it. I was like, glass <gasps> menagerie. that's me. Oh, God. I'm going to yeah. die alone. You had a normal um, walk, though. I'm assuming your leg was normal. No, it was wonky. Interesting. What a twist. Actually, when I was a baby, I had a wonky foot. Did and all you? these pictures of me, my, my, I have literally two left feet. And I'm, my all these pictures of me, they had to put, because I had like a prosthetic shoe that I wore when I was a little baby oh, before I could walk. Angel. So I never had a wonky walk, yeah, but I yeah. had a wonky feet when I that was a little baby. That is close enough. Your name was never going to be Laura, was it? Is that the character's <laughs> my name? My sister's name is Lauren. So it's close. It's getting close. This is it's very somehow sad. I I love the idea that your parents somehow fabricated all this based (laughs) on the play. They made it. Is there any way we can have our our daughter born with a wonky foot? (laughs) We really want her to have a depressing life. (laughs) Uh, How can we facilitate this? (laughs) 
But yeah, I loved my glass animals and I would go in my closet and play with them till I was too old to do that. Like middle school age. I did everything till I was too, like stuff like that for sure I did. I had too long. And that's where, that ties back into the getting kooky as we get older thing. Yeah. And my mom still still puts stickers when she sends me letters there will be like a shamrock, like a smattering of shamrock stickers for uh, when that. it's right around. Uh, I can't throw any of them away. I save all the letters from my mom. Letters, like you mean? She cards sends me letter. Like she letters. sends me cards, but she will take. I wish that I had. I, I'm glad that I don't have it because it would be yet another visual reference. But maybe I can take a picture and put it on. Um, just one of our the fans who's become a friend, Jules, uh, who lives in New Zealand, does our Pinterest. Um, oh. I say our. It's, I just mean it belongs to all of us who have the JV Club. I don't have a staff or anything. but um, <laughs> I look around. It's suddenly just people me. just pop yeah, out. There's an office. The- <laughs> ah, here at the JV headquarters, there's nothing. Um, but she puts like visual images of all the stuff that gets talked about on podcasts. So like I if you go to Gillian's it. episode, you'll see all of these vi- visual re- representations oh of what gosh. was discussed. So I you'll see it. little glass animals and like... I guess maybe some little girls wearing leotards. I'm not maybe. sure. There's a lot that's going to be manifested <laughs> for you. Be fun. But um, maybe I'll take a picture of my, when my mom fills out, uh, fills out when my mom, this is why I say this because she sends me a greeting card, but she writes in every white space on the greeting card. Oh, so it's a letter. So it is a letter. So it's like the, f- and, and what makes me laugh is that she knows that she does this, but she still does that thing. And maybe we all do where you start at the part of the card that you would normally open up that has like the greeting on it but then it starts up at the top with like the date and the, and then it goes fills in and then it goes over to the, the left hand side but like why don't you just start on the arrow? left hand side yes arrow. the arrow like I'm not gonna know like I have to trace the arrow Uh-oh. all the where, way up where do I go next That's oh my god what is this there's a whole other it. letter on this side that makes no sense and then I went where did where did yeah. she go what I don't well, I obviously, I'm not going to read this stuff. Yeah. Who knows what that is? <laughs> I don't know why that's over there. Oh, there's there. an arrow. Oh, oh there's oh, an arrow. Oh, it's a clue. <laughs> it's a clue. Yeah. Oh, this makes, she went to oh. the market yesterday. <laughs> oh, God. This makes so much more sense. It is exactly that. <laughs> and then the back of the card. So I love it. It's so all, it's a, so it's it a, letter, a letter and it's very newsy and it's very much about what's going on with the neighborhood association and just, and, you know, the, the, like what French book she's French, she speaks French. And so she reads like French novels and stuff. Oh, and amazing. so she'll fill me in on all of that. Her. And hmm? I want to be her. She's pretty cool. <laughs> she's pretty cool. She's recently retired. And I think, I don't know. I, I did have that sense because I think she had apprehension about it of what does retirement look like because she just is such a hard worker and she is so social and so yeah. she wasn't really sure what that was going to be like for her and she and so it's it's been like almost two years since she retired and still all of her letters are like I just love this ah, like I I had awesome. such a rigid schedule before like this day I had I made sure I went and did this and this and this and she's like now I I, I realize I, I can just go walk over when to the grocery store yeah. yeah so she's really celebrating that and a lot of that has been like you know she goes on she walks five miles a day no matter what Love and it. she's got like her magazine so I get a subscription for her to real simple which I she used to just real let simple. stack up because she didn't have time to read it now she's like i was perusing and she'll <laughs> take snips you know snip some stuff Did out you know say, you like, can use your old yoga mat <laughs> as a thing you know? under your you know did dish you know that when you're finished wearing your terry cloth clothes you can cut <laughs> them up and turn them into washcloths janet i mean it is a revelation it is crazy. i mean i guess i yes, never thought 
of this material. <laughs> it's wa- it's washcloth material. It's wa- I never put the two together. Um, yeah. So she's. Uh, or did your parents still work? Or they- yeah, they both they both still work. My mom works for Parlos Ninos downtown, which is a oh sure non for profit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's there. She's like the head of child development over there, nice. I guess. Do you get involved? Do you volunteer with that You know, I'm actually, I haven't volunteered yet, but I'm in the middle of putting together uh, like a charity show with my right. cover band and we want, we, uh, right. I'm going to like be calling you and being like, hey, you want to come perform at this thing? I would be honored and I like do that. play guitar and bass. Oh. <gasps> So if you ever need like a bassist or a guest, oh, that's of any incredible kind. to know. That's um, really good because a band that we play with is in New York, so we're always like, okay, how can we? When can we get you guys out here? What are we gonna do? I'll fill in in a heartbeat. So What's your cover band? Um, we're called the Girls Who Sing Other People's Songs, Fantastic. and it's just me and my friends Juliana Gwill and Serena Fialo, and we just started doing it this summer because this band we played two shows, love it, they both went great. See. Um, this band that actually that Danny Pudi knows, yeah, Joan Street Station. We Danny and I sang with the, the friends of Danny's. Danny and I sang with them last year, and they were like, "Why don't you come out and sing a show? Like, why don't you just come and sing with us sometime in New York?" And I sort of thought they meant do the same thing, like pop in on one of their songs sure. with them in New York. And I was like, "Oh yeah, anytime. Like, yeah. if I'm ever there and you're doing a concert, they're like, why don't you just come out and like open for us?'" We, let me say, let me preface this by saying the context of this conversation was after their show where Danny and I had just sang and we were at my house and everybody was wasted. Uh-huh. Like a drunk conversation in the kitchen yes. of him being like, just come out. Like you could open for our band. And I'm like, what? And they're like, we'd play as your band. And I'm like, what? What would I sing? And they're like, anything you want. So I love this. Literally, like, I feel like a week later they had flown home and I emailed them and was like, hey, would you guys really be serious about that? Because sometimes I sing with my girlfriends and we would totally do it. And they were like, yeah, yeah, we were totally serious about it. And I think it just became a series of us, nobody wanting to call the other person's bluff. <laughs> it was like so a weird like, cover band chicken well, game. It was. And it was just sort of like them being like, then well, we will do it. All right, we all will. Right. We Well, here's our set list. They're like, all right, well, we found a venue. <laughs> we're like, okay, well, here's a date we can come. It was just like literally. That's awesome. But then it went so well that we were like, oh, so, and right away we did another one. We did that one in New York. Then we did one out here in LA. This is incredible. What's all, so you got to pick like the songs you got so, excited about covering. Yeah. This is a dream. So we all, there's three of us. So we all just, I guess we kind of, how many songs? We ended up doing like eight songs and we each kind of chose a two that were kind of that we that were like our choices and we sing the lead on and then we had two more that we kind of all sing together nice yeah and we basically just tried to break break them down and do like three-part harmonies and make them interesting and because the band is sort of a bluegrass band we kind of try to have that feel to songs that are just there is so much there is so much good stuff happening that is an overlap of the things that you and i both like that i'm losing my mind a little bit it's (laughs) totally amazing um well that's so that's really cool so you're going to be doing that so we're going to put together yeah a charity show right now where it's is in the works for to to profit parlos ninos and have you um, ever done young storytellers no and you would be i know so great on that those are so much fun to do and sometimes it just seems like whenever i get an email it's right around the most hectic time it's like hey yeah hey do you want to perform at 12 noon on a thursday and you're in the middle of shooting it's like people know it's like yeah i'll spend weeks during the summer just la-di-da yeah and then as soon as we're right back at the height of our set they're like you in now that i know that yeah because because we've been i've been 
getting I've been working with them for a long time whenever I can it's sort of the same um timing wise but uh but they just did uh like a benefit they're starting to do more of these programs where they're doing uh, guys I should preface this by saying Young Storytellers Foundation is um is a program in Los Angeles. I think they're opening up a New York version, but it's uh, sending writers into schools to mentor kids to write plays and stuff. And so it's a program where the the mentors actually come in and spend, you know, six weeks with the kids, I think once a week or something. And then at the end, they put on these, what they call big shows. And uh, and so all the playwrights um, meet and then in the afternoon, actors come in and they audition they to be in the plays yeah. and then they perform them for the rest of school. So it's uh, it's such a fun program and, this, and the plays are like, you know, five, six minutes long and they're all so funny and random, like the stuff that happens. And Did you, how old are the kids? Because they're pretty, the kids are like, it varies, no? Yeah, they, it does vary. I think often they're like around 10, 10-ish. Have you seen this thing that was just online that's like, it's was like written by children. The the first episode just went up, and it was like Joss Whedon and Kate Micucci and I know what you're talking about, and I haven't watched Dave it yet. Foley I gotta watch it. it. Yeah, it's really cute. It's I'm it's sure so it's funny. like this. It's, yeah, it's the, same. It's the like stuff a that kid, happens. You're like, oh, a little this kid. And they're happens. like, so what's the name of the story? And he's like, Scary Smash. And they're like, okay, <laughs> Scary Smash. And then they animate Perfect. it. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm choking. Um, Allison's really choking. choking. Oh, your water's behind there. Um. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah. So, if you the the nice thing is is that for the nighttime shows, it's not you know it's it's like more like eight o'clock and doing it. We like we did it at King King and and it was oh, the kids cool. were there, but you perform them for adults and there's booze and stuff and it raises money for <laughs> what? the organization. Yes, there is. And then we did an improv set where we basically it was it was great. It was like June. Raphael and um, and Casey you. Wilson and Matt Walsh and the Sklar brothers, like all these great people that we that we know and love, and um, and so after the kids left, then they had us do like an improv set off of one of their stories. Like oh the audience God, decided amazing. what story, and then we improv like what off the of the story was really great. The story was um, it was the most kind of it was still bananas crazy but it was like the most it had the most sort of arc to it and the most kind of clever dialogue and stuff and um and if memory serves the story was about now i'm forgetting because i'm remembering all the improvs we did off of it all the scenes we did off of it but it definitely involved like a like a series of paparazzi and like a a little ugly girl who falls in love with a paparazzo and something about like this is a very contemporary it was very contemporary it was very hollywood yeah but um but it was kind of a great it was a great little story with terrific characters and so we just riffed off of that and that was um that was super fun. Okay, so your mom works really at Par- Para Los Niños. Yes. And, and what does your dad do? My dad is a freelance entertainment journalist. Okay. And he's also a musician. So he makes music regularly. He's a singer, songwriter, guitarist. And he records it on his own and, nice. and then just puts it out on his own. So How cool is that? It's so cool. It's something I've always admired about my dad is just that like... It's. I always forget actually that he works as a as a journalist because his music really is like the thing he likes thing. to talk about. And, yes, and yeah. and he's all my life. I grew up with him playing gigs, and like I I'll, I would sing with him sometimes at his shows, and like I, that's just how I think of my dad, just as this like cool musician guy, and like and and it's and I've always admired that like even when he's when he's in between things or if that's not how he's making his main living, which it hasn't been for years now, he just 
makes music every day. He just continues to make music oh, every day. So he just good. loves it. It's his passion and he's so great at it. I love his music. You know what I mean? Yeah. What does your sister do? My like, sister is a financial advisor. I was about to say, because when you hear about the sort of artistic, like in climate, you know, yeah. with your dad, especially, but the idea of like a, a child turning out to be sort of the polar opposite in terms of like how they spend their days and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny to me too, especially when we, when I say about how, you know, my sister was kind of rebellious as a teen and I was like the super good student. And now my sister is just like, I mean, talk about being good at math. My sister has this like amazing job. She's a Oof. partner at the, yeah. you know what I mean? At this big firm. And, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm just like this actress. I just do whatever. <laughs> like, just uh, like, she's like yeah. the most responsible person in the world. She literally up until recently, cause she was handling every, all my stuff too. So she literally was just the boss of me kind of running my life as well. I'm like, just talking that's about a person handy. that like has her shit together. But that's so, but that's so nice to have. I love the idea. Like we've, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I, I didn't miss having siblings at all when I was younger. It never occurred to me and mm-hmm. it felt like a lot of my friends didn't get along with their siblings. So it never really occurred to me. But now as an adult being, having friends who are close to their siblings and stuff, I am envious of that sort of a couple of different things. Like I love the family dynamic of when you have a good relationship with a sibling, the way the ways in which you still tease each other about yeah. like the old stuff and the old personality like the, all the differences between personalities but like the love is still there yes. and that root knowledge of like i have known you my whole life and you just know me everything i feel all like of that there's they're also sort of the people though that you can be like the meanest to mm-hmm. because you're just like well you love me you have to Your family like but but not just the meanest but like the most honest yeah so it is sort of like just the stuff I tell my sister and I'm, I have close girlfriends and I tell them everything. Like I'm, I'm, I tell a lot of people, I'm an oversharer. I, hello, I, I started a podcast <laughs> so that I could overshare, but like, um, but then my sister, it's just funny to me, like the level at which that I get on the phone with her and the honesty is just so palpable. Like, you know, I'll be like, then this happened. And here's what really happened. Yeah, because you know, <laughs> you, know what I mean? you know that there's like a shorthand she's where not she's, judge yeah. me. she knows that she'll probably have something great to say about it. Some good advice. And I more, love that. more often, I feel like the real amazing thing is that we can just debrief about our parents constantly. Absolutely. It's like, especially, and this is, I feel like I feel that way, what you're saying about how I feel about my parents parents being divorced again not not to get too like therapy session here but I feel like when I was growing up it didn't phase me at all that my parents were divorced they were both they were both they are both great parents they both loved me and my sister so much and so I always felt like oh I'm not I'm not getting cheated out out of anything here I spend equal time with both my parents they're both so great you know but now, like as an adult, I, I don't know, as I look around at like my friends who have married parents, there's just something different. I'm like, oh, that's here are interesting things you've never had to deal with, like just almost psychological things and just other things that like as you get older, it's just different. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm thankful that I have my sister to just kind of like debrief about constantly. Just I constantly. couldn't understand, except for not having a sister, but I really understand the idea of like, you know, it's and it's a fine line between... It's so hard because you want to understand yourself better and you want to 
be on a path to where you're sort of a better person and yeah. you want to understand why you are the way you are, but yeah. you also don't want to just like blame somebody else or right. spend a lot of time navel gazing in that way and be well, like, I guess it's because of this. Like it's a fine line. It's hard. Totally. It's between exactly. balancing act. Oh. <laughs> the layers revealed. Mm-hmm. I'm putting, I'm going to add that those layers to the script please do what were you gonna say i interrupted you no i I don't know i think i was gonna say something about it just being a fine line between it's sort of what you're saying exactly it's like you want to look to your parents to to understand yourself and 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 i think it can be really easy for people to just blame them for everything yeah because you are kind of like well who else am i gonna blame right you made me yeah i didn't think about (laughs) it at the time but now that i look back i was really upset at you for that thing that happened (laughs) when i was six and then you're like well that's a little easy yeah there are other things that are it's hard it's hard to like yeah you want to kind of look at it i guess i i think i I think the main thing for me is the is the horrible cliche of being a child that's a product of divorce is that like the way that it affects yeah my sense of yeah of 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 what the because if you if you really look at the closest examples you have in your life being your parents there's like this natural assumption that their end game is your end game and so and that's super hard to get past i think and so that's sort of the example that i would give is i don't want to there's no blame assigned at all for my parents being divorced and like they should be divorced and they I'm right, glad they are right. and they exactly. should never have You're stayed like, together. Oh, I understand why this didn't yeah, work Yeah, and it's but... not their fault that that's the example I have, yeah. but it is something that you have to get over as a child of divorce where you feel like, Absolutely. well, marriage ends in divorce, so why would I get married? Absolutely. It Absolutely. just feels like that's what, and people are like, but there are examples of that not happening. You're like, yeah, but this is the example yeah, that I, I understand at my core. Every day of my entire life. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's where <laughs> this it went. Is the thing I know. Yeah. yeah. So I just, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is, other than yeah. that you just keep getting told by people. Uh, therapists and otherwise <laughs> who just say you're not your parents and, and you yeah. will be your parents if you don't tell yourself you're not your parents. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, the, the step alone of having the awareness of, of looking at these things and analyzing them, I feel like is your journey to not being yeah a thing you don't want to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also, I mean, there are parts of my parents it, I, yeah. th- I would like to be. As Absolutely. I, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, you know I'm super I mean? grateful for all the stuff yeah. that I, that I love about them. But I think, yeah, I think just those things that you, that they wouldn't want for you either. Like they don't want right. to be like, no. you got to end, you know, <laughs> this is the thing that probably was the hardest for you, you know, as a child that you had to watch me go through. Now I want you to go through it. Like they don't want I that either. Your life ends the same exactly. way. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they so evil? They're not evil. evil. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalen. And together we are The Flophouse, a long-running podcast on the Maximum Fun Network, where we watch a bad movie and then talk about it. And because we're so long-running, maybe you haven't given us a chance. I get it. But you don't actually have to know anything about previous episodes to enjoy us. And I promise you that if you find our voices irritating, we grow endearing over time. Perhaps you listened to one of our old episodes and decided that we were dumb and immature. Well, we've been doing this a while now. We have become smarter and more mature and generally nicer to Dan. But we are only human, so no promises. Find the Flophouse on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. 
Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. I have a thing that I'm really excited to do with you. Uh, I want to... I'll. First of all, I'm going to guarantee you that this is going to be one of those episodes because this is how I feel about it, that people are going to say, I could have listened to you guys talk for two more hours. This That was too fast. I feel that it was oh. too fast. If you can believe it, we've already talked for almost an hour. Wow. Um, and the only it. reason that I won't go on forever, other than that out of respect, I won't keep you here forever, is that as Allison knows from when she got here, I did that thing where I scheduled an, uh, an, an eye appointment <laughs> on a Saturday because I've been at Huffington Post um, every day of the week and will be for the rest of my life uh, is how is it amazing. feels, which is fun. <laughs> but it's I come from this world of, you know, I'm I I'm on hiatus this week, so I'm just gonna do this, this, and this, and this errand, and I think Whenever maybe I'll I go want. do this. Yeah, on a whim. <laughs> Suddenly, it became immediately over the last two weeks like, oh, I need to go to the eye doctor. Uh, we're shooting like we're in the offices like ten hours. I need to like do this on a weekend. Definitely, the weirdest thing about our type of lifestyle is scheduling scheduling things that should not be difficult like why are the most difficult things for me things that are part of everyone's everyday yes, life yes it's just sort of like no it's not it's not a difficult thing to check the mail and then read it i can't <laughs> like, i have like, a mailbox mail? that is like not that far away oh, i never out. get to it i check it well once I a month i never get to it <laughs> When I know stuff's there, like fan stuff, where I'm like, I know, guys, I know I want to oh, go man. get it. But somehow that seems like insurmountable. It's true. I'm finding out how grown up I have to be with like, you know what? This is not going to happen unless you do it on a Saturday. It it's won't true. happen. It's true. Um, it's a very I basic have, thing. It's, oh. it's, I have a, a, cootie, a cootie catcher, catcher which, by the way, I went my whole life playing with cootie catchers, never having known them to be cootie catchers. And so I played a game of you, mash you didn't know that i didn't know that was, was an, cootie i don't catcher. know yeah i don't you know what me neither really until community when they're like the cootie catcher opening well, i was like what's what? amazing about this timing is that th- this was made by a fan and friend uh someone i met through the podcast who you know i just was trading tweets with and stuff and um she and i had just traded emails and whatnot and she suggested as did a few other people after i played the game mash with deanna russo um oh, someone was like you mash. gotta have a uh, cootie catcher and i wrote back i don't know what that is and i couldn't imagine what it was but it sounded it awful gross. and dirty yeah um and so it was and then what it was explained to me which by the way this is really hard to describe you're like it's that paper thing with the thing and, and then, then you, you go one two, two three, three and then yeah and i was like oh i know what that is and i said i don't even know how to make one so victoria made one and cool. it was one of it's the things well that made. i couldn't get to it's beautiful it's like printed i will definitely take a picture of this for pinterest and for the facebook page yeah she made it for me and um 
interestingly enough, you are the first guest that I have had and the community tie-in is crazy. So this is the first this, time this will be used and it's with you and it's so epic. perfect. We are making history today. And I wouldn't, I, if this wouldn't have you. happened this way had I not run into you at Comic-Con, which I ran into her because <laughs> Allison's community panel was right before my Cora panel in the same ballroom. So yeah. I, it, was was, it was complete serendipity. Timing. So um, we're going to cootie catch. Now, I haven't okay. done this. I've never done this. You know, I need both hands. Should I scoot into shit? Oh, you we know what I'm going to do? Here, look at, no, look at this. Oh, look okay. at this. Okay. <laughs> I'm holding the microphone between, between my legs. <laughs> um, and I am inserting. Now, I'm just trying to make it fun for people at home. I am inserting my fingers into the cootie catcher. Now, what we're looking at on the front is... Um, We've got colors. We've got, but we also have corresponding have fruit. corresponding fruits. So we have green and a kiwi, uh, and this oh, is beautifully done. Kiwi. Again, you guys will see this red, which is a strawberry, pink, which is a grapefruit, and yellow, which is a lemon. And so Allison has to pick one. I have to say, even though I I know we covered that green is my favorite color, there's something so appealing about the pink on this. I got to go with pink. Okay, and so for pink, do I go like? I think you count the letters. The letters of yeah. the, but you have to don't count to four. You have to say the letters. P I N K. Okay, now we're looking at a seven, an eight, a four, and a three. I should also let the listeners know that three and eight are my favorite numbers. <gasps> okay, this is going to be a tough choice. I'm going to choose three. Okay, one, two, three. Okay, now we've got one, six, two, and I don't know what that number is. <laughs> <laughs> one, six, two, and what didn't we cover yet? Five, seven, five. Oh, it looks like a backwards five. You can Sorry, just, giving, you know what? You can like choose. Showing... You're flashing me, but only I me. am flashing. You, I um, um, you can choose what you can make that whatever number you want. As five. Far as I'm concerned. Okay, one, two, three, four, five. Do you see what I did? Now we're okay. Back now, to... now what happens? Now, how many of these do I do? Twenty. Oh, no. Or do you just pick now a number? I choose a number again, and then, and then, then I open me the it. thing. Okay, gotta great. go with eight. Now gotta go with to eight. Three, four, eight. Okay, I'm lifting up eight. Look at this. She printed a little JV Club logo when you unfold it. <laughs> I mean, Victoria, you're the best. Movie catcher ever. Who was your biggest role model as uh, slash idol as a child? And has that changed? And oh she came up God. with the questions and everything. You know, that's really tough. This is really tough. I hate this question. How about I you list like... just one? <laughs> you have to just, you can pick one or you can pick several. But don't feel pressured to pick like what's your. I'm not like asking the what's, one. What's Do you know what I mean? Like, a, I, I, like I freeze up. Yeah, like, I don't freeze make me up. pick just one. Well, and I and, and it's because I don't remember either when I was a kid. Like, it, there wasn't just that like one Same. giant person that I was like, that's the one. Right, I'm following right. that. You thing. like this person because they have this, and you love this because yeah. of that. Yeah. Well, so so we'll just say what's 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 a who is an idol of yours growing up and why? I think I always liked. Francis McDormand. Oh, great because, choice. Couldn't love her more. When I was doing, you know, I was just obsessed, like I said, with acting always, theater, really. And when I would watch her, she just was such an interesting character in everything yeah. that she would do. And so natural. So natural and so never seemed um vain or concerned with that. Like the 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 art, the thing she was working on always came up before her appearance and her fame and that sort of thing. She just seemed like this really great actress. And I feel like, like she's that's working a craft. What I always wanted to do, be like a hard worker and be and do good work and produce good work and like then see what happened from there. So I still love her. I love it hasn't her. changed at all. I love her. And I think that's an absolutely fabulous example. Okay. We're going to do another one. Okay. For me again. Yes. Yellow. Oh, you want to do it? 
Yeah, for you. Oh my gosh, this is never, this is unheard of. <laughs> I love it. All right. Okay, uh, I will go with, I'm going to go, you know I have to pick green or yellow because of our Sprite. outfits, Sprightly's. I'll go with yellow. Good choice. I just would have chose yellow too. See? Y-E-L-L-O-W. All right, okay. one, two, five, or six. I pick, I pick. Backwards five. I'm so confused. I just think it's a backwards five. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna say it's a seven because I can't remember a seven being in the other one. But I'm just pick that. I'm gonna use that as my. Okay. That's like the old maid card where I just get to pick whatever I want. That's a seven. Seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Nope. There's the real oh. seven. Um, <laughs> That's okay because we would have ended up here anyway. If you oh, you know five. what? I think it's like they're upside down to you and they're right side up to me. Maybe somehow that may I, that doesn't no. that doesn't affect. Backwards and forwards at all. Why would I think that? I think some of them are just backwards. It's fascinating. Still an amazing cootie it is. It's even better because it's a collector's <laughs> item. Um, I'm going with three. One, two, three. Now I'm going with that. Must be a two. There's a two on there. That is so that mad. the two? Is two that the backwards two somehow? There's a backwards two and a backwards five. I pick the backwards two. Okay. What are three differences for better or worse from your teenage self? Three differences for better or worse from teen. Okay. Interesting. Great question, Victoria. Um, three differences better or worse from my teenage self. I I'm think about my answer too. Okay. I'm just going to think about myself while I listen to you talk. Okay. I'm going to be really <laughs> honest because I, and I listen, I'm being super extemporaneous. I have absolutely no idea why this is, just popped into my mind. This is the weirdest answer I could give. I almost don't want to give it. Go. I've had three moles removed since I was a teenager. Is, it, is that, do you consider that for better or for worse? I don't know. I just, they just told me I had to get them removed. Where did you get them removed from? My back. Okay. So I have three less moles from when I was a teenager. This is the greatest that's answer. That's such a weird, that that's we such a weird answer. Um, what other weird answers can I come up with? Uh, I am probably you know what i'll say this my answer um even like maybe even like maybe six months ago although my salon group really helped with that but there was a time when my answer would have been even as recent as episodes of the podcast where i would have said i feel like i was much smarter back then and i was more informed the weird thing about Mm -hmm. taking this huffington post hosting gig thing is that like i am suddenly so informed and so stimulated i feel like i'm in college because if you guys have watched the show newsroom i hate to be like it's basically newsroom because who wants to hear that because it's so aaron sorkin-y of me (laughs) that was it kind of is like that it is like a room full of young people who are brilliant who are just working hard and it's and and like it's this new thing that's never happened before so everybody's really excited and there's this like real team spirit to it and these and and the these people that are that are producing this show are like you know trying to find interesting ways to look at news and ideas and introduce like people that you've never heard talk before about certain topics and stuff. And Mm -hmm. so it is like so hyper stimulating that now I feel like I'm in school again. Yeah. So I would have said that I'm going to give that as an answer. Okay. Because I wanted to be able to express like that would have been true except for very recently. Now it feels like it's not true. So it's like that was a difference that then (laughs) changed back to the same. I'll take it. And then my third answer will be uh, different, so for better or for worse. 
Um, so I would have said the change to becoming more stupid was obviously for the worse. And then the change back, which could almost be the third thing, but is the for the better. removal was Mole also removal better. removal is very basic. <laughs> it's a basic fact. Um, and then my third one will be that I feel like I am much more comfortable with all of my flaws which i was what everybody kind of hopes will happen as you get older i definitely feel and really only not through my 20s it's what everyone says i'm totally on board with being like the cliche lady where they're like ladies say even in your 40s you're even more comfortable great i look forward to it because everything that everyone said would happen psychologically has turned out to basically be true my Mm -hmm. 20s i was still i thought it was more comfortable i thought it was more together definitely my 30s i feel like i have like it's become acquainted with this new person who's like yeah i'll put out a podcast like hopefully i mean i still care and i worry whether people will like it but i think the step is i wouldn't have even done that in my 20s so when girls when women particularly not to i mean first absolutely true of men as well but just speaking as a woman and getting gender specific and kind of the way i think that women are conditioned to be more quiet Mm -hmm. um I, anybody all the, like younger view listeners i don't have yours longer less <laughs> younger listeners and just and girls that i know who are in their early 20s who are making stuff and putting it out into the world and being vocal and all that stuff i am so in awe of them because Agreed. i still wasn't i couldn't do that then i just was sure no one would i mean i was Agreed. performing and i was in a band and stuff but it was yeah. so much i just felt Different. like it was less and i was withholding so much yeah. and so if you guys are in a place where you feel like you can make your voices heard at a younger age go for it because you'll only be more happy that you did that when you get to be my age yeah i agree of 31 that is not how old i am i feel like i have the same answer that would yeah? going to be one of my answers yeah, too yeah good just, good that's great oh absolutely and i was thinking about this on the drive over because you asked if i could bring like journal entries or anything if like you wanted that. to yeah yeah but here's why i couldn't i was like i, I was like Gosh, I can't even think of where they would be. And then I remembered that when I was in middle school and, and stuff, I would write in a journal and I was so terrified that someone would find it and read it that then I would rip all the pages <gasps> out and rip them into tiny pieces oh. and throw them away. And not only that, but I think I did save one other journal, which I found, um, I don't know, a few years ago and read. And it was so depressed. I had not written a lot of entries in it, but it was so depressing because it was so self-conscious. Mm. It was like over the stupidest shit. And I don't remember being like particularly dramatic in that way. But then I was reading these, these entries about like, Oh, so-and-so just doesn't like my thumb ring. And she thought that I, she thinks that <laughs> she thinks like, ring. she thinks that I think that I'm like too cool. But like, obviously I don't think that, like, why would she think that about me? And why do I even care how much she thinks I should just die? Oh, it was like, no. So, and it was actually very, it was interestingly spot on that the thing that I was most upset about was how much I cared Ugh. about what this person thought. I know, thought. it becomes so esoteric. It's like the layers of yes. that is so intense. I was like, God, that was really unhealthy back then. Ugh. Your brain, your synapses, your brain is just like, boom, boom, boom. Like you're so, you're getting, you're at an age where you're getting so much smarter and you're taking in all the stuff and you're learning math and languages and this and that and your and hormones are going crazy and you're just a sponge and, and all that stuff how to like, be social and you're learning yes. how to interact with other people and, so and with intense. boys and like yeah of it's course it's like hyper stimulating and too much to take especially if you're a sen- like a sensitive kind of creative person yeah. absolutely so that's okay. why i couldn't bring any um, journal. that is understood and understandable we'll do one more okay um and uh and i'm very eager to see which color you're gonna pick Clearly green. Yes. G-R-E-E-N. Um, four. 
One, two, three, four. Eight again. I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm going to do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one more. Okay. And now you can do three. Okay. I'm, I, now I'm holding the paper up close to the microphone <laughs> so you guys get the I audio impact really of the booty catcher. What this is like. Number three. Who had a greater influence on you, your family or your friends? Ooh, interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was the most sarcastic yet sincere interesting I've ever heard. I should say, although that was like a not a, an amazing example, but I have a tendency to sound very sarcastic in normal conversation. People always think I'm being sarcastic when I'm I'm genuinely not, but it's a problem. Um, it's that- because you're a nice, funny girl. And I think, again, I relate. Because so, if you're funny so, once, people are like, oh, she's going to start giving me shit. But, but then you're the like, time, no, 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 like no, no, just, I'll serious. be like, wow, that sounds great. And somebody will be like, are you making fun of me? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, it really genuinely sounds great. Joel hates it the most. Joel will just be like, I don't know what you're doing right now. I feel like what, he always sounds sarcastic. How because dare he? he is sarcastic. <laughs> but for me, he'll always him. be like, stop giving me he shit. He only understands sarcasm for sincerity. He can't understand <laughs> sarcasm. That sincere, that's sincere. I feel like you know he sounds so that's sincere true. when he's sincere. You're totally right. With me, he always makes fun of me like I'm like a terrible mom that's going to patronize my kids because I just always sound like, oh, oh, you got, you got an name. That lunch class. looks that's really great. good. Um, okay, who had a bigger influence, my friends or my family? I mean, I don't think I could choose one or the other. I think I would say at the time in my adolescence, it would be my friends because I spent, I had a lot of different friends. I had a lot of different friend groups. Mm -hmm. So... I ended up doing very different things all the time. It's not like I was like, these are my three friends. I only hang out with them and we're exactly the same. Right. It was like I had my drama friends. I had my friends that weren't in drama. I had my friends that were a little older than me. I had my friends that didn't go to my school. So, you know, I, and I loved, maybe because, you know, like I said, how I wouldn't really decorate my room or stuff like that. I loved sleeping at my friends' houses and then going to like their different churches. I went to my friend's Mormon church. I would go to my friend's Episcopalian church. I would go to my friend's, um, you know, Jewish temple. I, 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 so I feel like from my friends, I was gathering this wealth of knowledge about yeah. different things in life that were not things that I just would see in my own house. Did you not go to church at all when you were, yeah, were you well, Jewish? I did. I actually did. Well, my mom's Jewish. My dad, so, but she was never really practicing, but a very proud, proud Jew, very proud of our Jewish heritage. My father um, goes, still goes to um, SRF, Self-Realization Fellowship, which is oh, sort nice. of a Christian Hindu church, a lot of Eastern influence. That so I lovely. grew up going there every other weekend. And it, it sounds like exactly the kind of thing that would encourage you to explore explore other and sort of see what other theologies look like and stuff. It's a great church. I still will go on the holidays and like sing with my dad there and stuff like that. Uh, It's, it's meditation and that kind of thing, but it's based in Christianity. It's it's a very interesting place to go for sure. I'm fascinated. I totally want to go and check it out. It was really cool. But so I think that, that at the time when I was immersed in my friends' lives so much, it just seemed like they were introducing me to all these things. Now, almost on the, along the lines of what we were talking about earlier, in my, you know, as an adult, the more I analyze things, I think my parents, I mean, absolutely my parents, because it's like my friend, from my friends, I have tons of great stories and experiences, but from my parents, I have 
the fundamental things that make me who I am and probably Mm -hmm. even the reason that I was so open to trying all these different things with my friends came from my parents. Great answer. Thank you. What a great answer. (laughs) Okay, listen, this is the thing. My appointment, I'm going to let everyone in on what's going on. My appointment is at 315 downtown. It's 306. Oh, God. I am certainly not going to be on time, but I do have to cut this off. This has been one of the most fun afternoons I've spent on a Saturday. So thank you so much for doing the podcast, guys. Thanks for listening. Anything you want to say? Who who likes to be told at the end? Anything you want to say to people before you get it? I'm glad you asked, actually. (laughs) I was hoping to use this as a platform for uh, my new clothing line. <laughs> what if I just I, I have a lot to say about politics here we go oh boy I gotta make a call I gotta make a call here's hoping my vision's not changed um no thank you so much for having thank me you so much so what a blast The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Hey, remember when we could save kittens from trees or lunch on skyscrapers, bring the villains to their knees. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.